This is Sean Dustin from the Nowhere to Go But Up podcast. Hey, this is going to be kind of like a little bonus episode here. Uh, I listened to this, uh, you know, I listened to the Jimmy Dore show and there was a guy on there. His name is Dylan Radigan and he explains uh, the bailout in a way that, I mean, it, like it explained it quite well what the deal behind the bailout is. And, uh, so I just thought I would, uh, share that in this episode. Uh, so for anybody who doesn't understand what's happening with the bailout, you know, take a listen to this and, you know, judge for yourself what you think is happening with this bailout. It's a little bit lengthy, uh, but it's worth the listen. It's Dylan Radigan, ladies and gentlemen, New York Times bestselling author, host of uh, his own show on CNBC. And now you have you have another show happening, don't you, Dylan? Tell tell people about it. Well, we do a podcast. I do a podcast every week with Tom Sosnoff at Tasty Trade, which is more market centric, um, and that's the only other public work that I'm doing right now, other than the benefit of uh, having these fun chats with you. Otherwise, uh, my focus is uh, away from the public for the time being. Okay, so. Now, to, first of all, let's correct the record. So you said $14 trillion on Monday that they were going to pump into the economy, but it turns out it's not. Tell, tell people what the real numbers are. Well, so it's, it, it's 10, it, it amounts to $10 trillion, and, and I appreciate the opportunity to correct myself in the conversation. Yesterday, um, there was a double count. So the Fed's $4 trillion, the insurance is $4 trillion, and the stimulus is $2 trillion. Uh, there was a double counting of the feds four trillion with the stimulus okay so it was it was which is how it ended up at 14 yesterday um and so i um i appreciate your faith in my reporting with you and so i think it's important that i clarify when these things uh become um finalized so what they're so what they're really pumping in so i, I don't understand those numbers but what i so what i know is that they're going to give $425 million to the Fed. And then the Fed is going to give out that money to corporations at the Fed's, at the Treasury Department and the Fed's behest. And there's no, there's no accounting for where they're going to spend that money before they spend it. There's only going to be a, uh, a perfunctory, uh, you know, oversight board of five people who are going to look into $4.2 trillion worth of money given out. Well, again, there's a four trillion at the Fed, then there's a two trillion with the government. It doesn't really matter. The point is, because you, you, your point is, remains the same regardless of the dollar amounts or where the allocations are. Uh, it's an abomination beyond all comprehension, James. So this is not. So the reason why they have well, here, to, this is what this is. This is a further consolidation of wealth among the super rich by giving only the super rich money at a time when asset prices are, are down and everything is depressed so that the super rich can take the taxpayer's money and buy more of all the assets to increase their stranglehold and hammerlock on America. 
And so why isn't anybody screaming about this, Dylan? Why is everyone acting like this is a good bill? Um, because people on both the left and the right, although more on the left, I would say, I would think the people, the most obvious people to be, that should be most ashamed of themselves in this situation would be Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren for obvious reasons. Um, but there's, that's just the beginning of the list. Um, the fear of appearing to try to do something that is outside the scope of the historical corruption of this country uh, at a time when the government is uh, trying to appear to be active in the face of the crisis, um, the desire or willingness to do something outside the scope of that corruption, uh, it is proven that not a single politician in America uh, has the teeth or the stomach to do that. Uh, it's staggering. It is staggering. And it, I, I, I don't even know. It's one thing to have a financial crisis and repair the financial crisis in a way that's to the benefit of the wealthy to accumulate more assets. It's even more beyond comprehension to allow by to basically allow the government and billionaires to exploit the biological crisis to do a massive further consolidation while calling it a rescue. I shared with people the NBC News coverage of this. They're not going to report it that way, are they? No. And so when do you think people will wake up to what has actually happened? I don't know if they ever will. I mean, it, it, it's, it's the underlying hostility of this dynamic that fuels the support for a president like Donald Trump. It's because Barack Obama supervised the first version of this massive theft uh, and cover up 10 years ago that even provided a basis for someone like Donald Trump or to be fair support for someone like Bernie Sanders, also great benefit, a great beneficiary of the Obama led uh, theft and cover up, um, or at least the Obama led the cover up. The theft was really built under George W. Bush and Bill Clinton. Um, but the, Obama was a very, very effective with the cover up in coordination with Nancy Pelosi. And it worked so well. They just repeated it a second time this week um, but they did, you know, a year's worth of drama and took, you know, from September 08 until March of 09, the last time to, to steal a few trillion dollars in assets. And in this in this case, because the biological panic is so severe and because they've already done it once before, they're able to facilitate the theft in a matter of days, which is rather impressive. And so you you so you put some of this on Bernie Sanders Sure, Bernie. Any any senator could stop this bill and say, "What's with all the give? What's with all the corporate giveaways? And what's with the absence of any direct assistance for workers uh, or any universal benefits of any kind in this moment?" Any single senator could do that. In fact, we saw the Republican senators do that uh, because they were concerned that there was too much unemployment insurance being issued. So. So I understand. And so, and so any, any one center could stop it up and give a speech and explain why uh, the obvious person would be Bernie Sanders in this case. And um, they're doing nothing. Why do you think Bernie Sanders would not do that, especially right now in the middle of a presidential campaign? It seems like this would be his chance to rally everybody and wake everybody up, right? Uh, one would logically think, but my sense is that Bernie Sanders has folded politically relative to Joe Biden in the political nomination. And there's a great political concern that advocacy for things like UBI and Medicare for all is outside the 
the voter, the average voter's mainstream views. And so there, I believe, is some political strategy involved here just to expedite uh, the massive corporate takeover. And con- so Im- imagine if you managed to steal 80% of all the assets last time, whatever was left this time. Because imagine, again, if I bankrupt everybody in Los Angeles but only give a small group of people that are politically connected a bunch of money to go buy all the assets afterwards. Who do you think is going to own all the businesses in Los Angeles a year from now? Right. So how the hell, I mean, this, this seems nuts. I mean, it is nuts. It doesn't seem nuts. It is nuts, but it's nuts that it's, be, it's being allowed to happen. And it's going to be allowed to happen, Dylan. And because the people who are supposed to tell people about this are bought by the same people who are insta in, instituting this policy they're bought by the same people who this policy is made to serve which is the richest one percent in the country and so you know we got 15 billionaires who own all our media in the united states so i don't care ali veshi and chris hayes are not going to tell you the truth about this bill correct uh they'll tell you their version of the story and it won't be inaccurate it will just be told out of context in a way that fails to tell you the critical context which is that uh, there are many other ways to do this. This is not the only way to do this. And that just giving cash to the wealthiest banks and individuals and investment firms so that they can then buy every, buy all the other companies up that go bankrupt um, is not the only way to do this. Although it is the way that's the most financially beneficial to the few thousand people that control our government. So, So now the banks got bigger after Barack Obama bailed them out. They made the banks bigger. They kicked 5.1 million people out of their house. Are they going to do that again? You think they're going to start kicking people out of their houses? Um, I think as soon as they possibly can, they will. I'm sure they're anxious to do that. I think that there's going to be a legal... It sounds like they're going to have to wait three months before they can really start destroying people's lives. But I'm sure they're anxious for the opportunity. I I was very emotional about this 10 years ago, if you remember, Jimmy. I've adapted to the fact that this is where we, this is what this, this America has shown the world what it is. And it is a rapacious and destructive oligarchy that is funded by the taxpayer at the expense of the taxpayer. So it calls itself a democracy. It is a corrupt and rapacious oligarchy. That is exactly what this is. Using propaganda of democracy to, um, yeah, because people get to vote, Dylan. People get to vote, so it's got to be a democracy. They have no idea that this is not a democracy. Man, Hillary Clinton should have hired you. You're good at that. <laughs> yeah. because But they get to vote. We get to vote. You know, they get to vote everywhere. Dictators let people vote, too. Doesn't mean anything. There you go. And and here we are. Uh, we get to we're in the middle of an election season, and one of the guys guys is in on this legislation who's running for the be president, and he's not ringing the this the he's not ringing the bell of warning about this. He's so so I, if I say this about Bernie Sanders on my show, people will say I'm attacking him. But what you're saying is that Bernie Sanders is abdicating his responsibility to stop this bill because he could stop this bill, and this bill is just. And abdicate. What? What? How? How did you describe this bill again? I mean, I, I don't know. I, how did I describe this bill? I, I this bill is a additional. I, I mean, what, what this bill? This bill is a, is a bunch of money for the richest thousand people to consolidate the hammerlock across the totality of the American economy using taxpayer money to strangle taxpayers while calling it while calling it bailout for taxpayers. 
all of it is just an exploitation of the biological event. And so my cynicisms, again, can't keep up with reality. Well, I would say the only gap with your cynicisms is I think that you view the whole thing as a as highly orchestrated and integrated between the media and the banks and the politicians. And I, and my perception, and you may be, I have no reason to say, I can't confirm that you're right or wrong. My perception is that it is uh, actually a darker force that is sort of more the path of least resistance and the opportunity to do things in the darkness of confusion and fear um, that, is not necessarily as coordinated as you might believe. Although again, I can't, I'm not going to dispute your opinion. I'll, I'll just say that mine is a little bit different, but it leads to the same outcome. In other words, if you had a valid press that understood what this is and actually just, just under, helped people understand what's happening without just using big numbers and calling things bailouts, there would be, uh, there might be a different reaction. I don't know. I think the Amer- I think the American people are well aware at this point that both political parties are working with large financial and corporate interests to destroy them. I just don't think that they know what to do about it. So I'm. I just got a word from my producer that Bernie's on the floor right now trying to block this bill. Uh-huh. I'm trying to look that up right now. So that's a. I so, just- he, so so the, so the, no, well, hold on. So what what I and I, I don't and again I, I can't speak to what's happening right now. But the Republicans came out earlier today and said they're going to stop this bill if there's not review of the payments for unemployment insurance. And then I saw Bernie Sanders, a Bernie Sanders headline that says, well, if the Republicans are going to stop this bill for the unemployment insurance, then Bernie will stop it, too. But for a different reason, which, again, is not leadership. I, and I, and I, have, a, I, re, I have great respect for Senator Sanders and all the rest of it. But to come in after the Republicans say they're going to stop it and say, well, I'll stop it, too, for a different reason, unless the Republicans stop stopping it, if that makes any sense. Yeah. So, again, that, that I don't know what, what, what Bernie's doing right now, so I can't obviously speak to that. But the correct, the correct leadership here is to step up and say, this is not a bailout for the American people. This is giving cash to a small group of investors and banks so that they can buy up bankrupt assets from everybody else. And so what people don't realize what the banks did in 2009 was they not then they not only were made whole by the by the government uh but they were then they wanted your house too. So the houses that yeah, Well they took it. Go ahead. It'd be like if I took it'd be like if I took everybody every house in Los Angeles and reduced its price by 90% for one week. And then I gave you, Jimmy Dore, all the money in the world and no one else money and let you go shopping in Los Angeles for a week. And then a week later, I reinflated the price of all the houses after you bought all of them. Right. Right. That's what's happening. Yeah. That's what they did in 09. And that's what they're doing now. And that's what they're going to do now. So now prices are it's it's a it's a fire sale. Right. Prices, Prices are down. Only one person has cash, which is those who are getting it from the government, from the taxpayer. Those who have cash will acquire assets, and then those assets will go back up in value over time. It's it, staggeringly criminal. It's staggering. Brilliant on their part. Staggeringly criminal. So that's why I said it's like the mafia. This is like the bill the mafia would come up with. You give the people yeah. a turkey at Thanksgiving, and then you steal protection money from them for the rest of the year. There you go. 
That, that that's what's happening, and and then you and then you and then you relate to them as if you're their best friend in the world, and then you let them vote for you, and call yourself a democracy. So even Bernie is giving uh, token resistance to this bill because the because the GOP decided to block it, so he's now going to block it if they're going to block it. And there you go. And he's saying, well, if you're going to block the union payments on unemployment for four months i'll block it too that's not and you say that's not real leadership i'd have to agree i'm just saying that 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 that's that they you know that to me that's not real leadership in the context of the level of, of deficiency in this piece of legislation for against someone like bernie sanders who has a history of advocating for um more universal benefits so what do you what so so this is going to make income inequality much worse It'll be harder for people to get their fair share of the profits that they generate in the businesses that they work at. And so our country will, will drift more and more to be like Brazil or uh, even worse. And what what do you see in five years? What do you see the end of this? Gosh, you know, I mean, I, 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 I don't know. I, I ultimately still I'm a I'm a I'm a long the world guy, not a short the world guy. And I do have optimism uh, that the that the integration of distributed resources and distributed activity uh, will ultimately prevail. Uh, however, um, the amount of disruption and political chaos required to get there only goes up when the incumbent political apparatus tries to choke the society to death as they are right now. So, so you're saying, unpack what you just said. I, I couldn't follow it. I'm just saying I hope that it's going to be fine, but what they're doing right now politically is dangerous and, and may provoke um, some social problems. So you're, say, you're saying that you think the yellow vest scenario is likely after people figure out what is happening? Mm, maybe, or maybe they Donald Trump can redirect that energy to kill Mexicans or, you know, there's a lots of places that you can point hostile energy to other innocent victims to avoid having to deal with it yourself. And they're very manipulative that way. Right. So they get, they find a whipping boy, a scapegoat, and then sure. all the people's, every problem you have because of this corporate bailout, uh, they can, they can then funnel that energy towards a scapegoat. Yeah, and that scapegoat can be the Republicans, and that scapegoat can be the Democrats, so you can blame either one of the parties. That's the beautiful thing about the two corrupt parties working together so yeah. magically in these situations is uh, there's lots of finger-pointing as to whose fault it is. Was it, you know, where's Mitt Romney? Where's Bernie Sanders? Where's the Republicans? Where's Donald Trump? Um, all of that energy is really beneficial to them because it, um, it allows them to continue to do whatever they want while everybody's blaming somebody else. <clears throat> it's a sort of a who's on first of blame. <clears throat> and then beyond the political blaming, you can get into uh, all of the uh, identity uh, targeting. Right. So so, so Bernie Sanders has tried to work inside the system. He, he talks, he gives lip service to a revolution. And then, of course, he ends up backing uh, the establishment in the election like he did with Hillary Clinton and he'll going to do with Joe Biden this time. So we not to mention Elizabeth Warren got into politics claiming that her entire reason for entering the political theater was to make sure that there was never a bailout like there was in 2008 and nine that was so abusive to the taxpayer and so beneficial to consolidate the stranglehold and hammerlock of the super wealthy on every aspect of our economy. 
And now when she could also stop this bill single-handedly, um, she is doing nothing as well. So we have a complete failure of leadership. The whole Her whole reason for being in politics, Elizabeth Warren, she's turning her back on it right now. There you go. And so we don't have leaders. So what we what we need is, a, you know, uh, we need a real. Leader. I mean, we're just more and more like every other country in the world. I think it's just a more. It's like it's like you think there's, you know there's no such thing as Santa Claus. You know, the and so this Disney idea that a lie. and so this idea that somehow Trump is worse than everybody else. That's a, this is this is revealing that that's bullshit, right? Yes, for yes. sure. They're I mean, all, Trump it, is worse than anybody. Trump is a bigger liar. Trump is more self-serving. He's more of a psychopath. He's less empathetic, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But it, when, it come, when the rubber meets the road economically, everybody from Bernie Sanders to Rand Paul to Barack Obama uh, to, uh, I don't know, pick them. Everybody's on the same page, which is give the money to the large banks and financial institutions and let them consolidate ownership of all the weaker assets so that the, a, a a smaller and smaller group of people own more and more of all the assets in the country and then call it help. And so when does Teddy Roosevelt come along? Um, I, you know, there, there's, there's a lot of people that have been, been trying. Um, I think a lot of us, I, I, I have no more of an answer for that than you do. Hopefully sooner than later. Only because the alternative is going to be far worse than Teddy Roosevelt. Imagine if Donald. But it's not about breaking up, but it's not about breaking up the monopolies at this point. Even just the corporate monopolies, it is literally about breaking the corrupt hammerlock of the two-party political system that is choking America to death. And and I'm told every time I try to break, I, I give suggestions to break that. People tell me that I'm I'm dumb and I don't understand how politics works and it can't be done. And this is it. We just have two parties and that's the way it's going to be forever. Somehow this whole country was based on a fucking violent revolution where we killed a bunch of people so we could have sovereignty. But we still can't. We somehow we can't even do a peaceful revolution to get sovereignty of our government again. It's amazing. Listen, every country in the world, whatever their political system is, is a collaboration between wealth and power and policymakers to preserve and accumulate wealth and power for those who have wealth and power to the benefit of the policymakers. This is true in China. This is true in Brazil. This is true in Europe. This is true in Russia. This is how it is. The, the delusion in America has been that, that America is different than that, uh, not only in America, but the world has seen America as different than that. And I think that the first really big, I mean, there are many, many a wake-up call along the way, but the financial crisis was the most brazen use of financial assets in America to betray the belief of the American mythology of, of capitalism or entrepreneurialism or sovereignty. The whole thing is a fraud. And, and then uh, after, even after all the hemming and hawing and yelling and screaming and books getting written and... Elizabeth Warren ran for Senate and became a political celebrity fighting bailouts and all the hoo-ha big, you know, carrying on. Uh, when we get to the next set of bailouts, and this bailout's bigger than in many ways the previous bailout, uh, absolutely everybody is on board with the bailout, including the, the uh, queen of fighting bailouts, Elizabeth Warren. I, uh, 
I don't even know what to you say. You can see why I spent a lot of time offshore. Yeah. Yeah. It's a sick I, country. What's you, what did you say? It's a sick country. Yes. This is a sick country. But it's also a beautiful country full of beautiful human beings, and it has incredible potential. So I can the, the politics in this country are uh, satanic. The human beings in this country are oppressed and abused, and really not any much, you know, like many people in many countries. Um, and unlike those people, there still is a vastly more liberty and freedom to interact and have conversations like the one that we're having and organize and all these things. Now, that may not be that satisfying, and this may be uh, discouraging, but still relative to a lot of places, America is uh, not, not a bad place to be uh, as a human. It's just you need to adjust to the fact that it's run by, um, by the, the wealthy. Mafia. The wealthy run the government at the expense of the people, but the wealthy run the government at the expense of the people everywhere. So it's just America is the same. So, yeah, we need to. We thought it was different. We were raised to believe that it was different in the mythology. Well, we had FDR. You know, we had we had uh, Teddy Roosevelt. We had that. And, you know, we had we have the history, you know, of us breaking away from uh, King. Right. And all the aspirational rhetoric. That's right. So we have all that. But now people are really realizing that, you know, uh, our country is run by rotten criminals who enrich themselves at the expense of everybody else, and they still tell you, you can't, you can't have health care. How are you going to pay for it? <laughs> it's funny, right? And then, and, 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 then, and for some and then reason... And then they're 10 trillion up. Anyway, the joke explains itself. Yeah. Um, how are you going to afford a health care system that's less expensive? <laughs> that's really what they're saying. <laughs> and 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 Bernie Sanders it's less in, expensive and creates a more creative, more dynamic economy and liberates more people. It's, it sounds and, like a disaster. And when you watch Bernie Sanders debating uh, Joe Biden and he can't land a knockout punch, nor will he even throw it over Medicare for all. Does your head explode when you see Joe Biden get off the hook on television? Say, how are you going to pay for a uh, for a health care plan that's less expensive? And he gets away with it and Bernie Sanders can't lay a fucking glove on him. Does it blow your mind? I mean, I, 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 Bernie was a guest, as you know, on my show, you know, a decade ago on a regular basis. And I have um, a strong relationship with him historically and all and all. And I have some very strong level of familiarity. Um, I've always been stunned that not only that no one goes in and, and makes the very clear argument that the net cost of a Medicare for all is vastly cheaper uh, than the current system because nothing is more expensive than the current system, um, especially if you not just Medicare for all, but Medicare for all with a restructuring on pricing right. uh, in pharma and hospitals. It's not just Medicare for all. We right. just pay them whatever they want. Um, but the fact that no one has been able to come out, let alone Bernie Sanders, and simply make it clear that this is cheaper, one, and two, by doing this, you det- you eliminate the dependence on jobs for healthcare, which allows for a creative and dynamic workforce to have vastly more ability to take risk and reform and move around in a way that allows them to adapt to a, a very fast changing world. So there's a very, very, very strong economic argument um, not to take your uh, people hostage in jobs that they can't leave because if they do leave, they lose their health care. 
that's very bad for your economy. Not to mention you're paying for a more expensive system that's keeping your workers hostage, that's completely out of sync with the global standard for healthcare at the most advanced countries in the world, of which America obviously is trying to catch up. Okay, Dylan, it's, uh, yeah, I'm glad you have some emotional distance from it this time. Me too. Thank God. It was pretty intense last time. I was in quite, was quite, I was so betrayed. I thought I was quite stunned last time. Uh, I, I now I'm more sort of, I have, I have a, a, I see it more clearly. And so it doesn't, it's, it's sort of, it's one thing if, if, if a dog that you think is nice bites you, it's more of an, of an offensive thing. But when a nasty dog with rabies behaves like a nasty dog with rabies, you can't take it personally. So you were so you were uh, still under the thinking back in twenty oh nine or twenty ten. Eight nine, yeah. That Eight, nine, that that the people on Wall Street were rational actors. No, I was under the uh, yeah I was under the imp- impression that there was enough policy weight in America to recognize the mistakes that have been made and adjust them. And what I what I really didn't realize was that the reason nothing was happening was not because of the resistance from the Republicans, which was obvious and um, apparent. It was because of the internal resistance of the center left to do anything, which is exactly what you're seeing here. So like the Nancy Pelosi's, the Chuck Schumer's, they're not the Pelosi Schumer faction is the most dangerous political community in America. I agree. And doesn't it drive you? It drives me nuts when I see the blue checks on Twitter and the assholes at, at MSNBC calling her a master legislator. And she's the check we have on Trump. She just passes entire legislative agenda. You chumps. They're on the same page. Yes. And that's what no I'm, one wants to restructure. They, 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 they are actively restructuring the American economy in a way that simply consolidates ownership of assets to a smaller and smaller group uh, in the private sector, using each catastrophe as an opportunity to use taxpayer money to accomplish that. And then they call it a bailout for the people. Yeah, yeah. So this is just a big con. And because the people who own the government are now going to, they're just extracting wealth. That's right. No, they're just getting free money from the taxpayer to go bar- to buy distressed assets from Americans uh, at a time when the assets are distressed because of the biological uh, catastrophe. So there's so basically because you have a lot of people that are uh, in distress from the catastrophe, it's a great opportunity um, to to rapaciously strip them of all their assets and make them uh, your tenant and take away all their ownership. But, in, but the only way you can do that is if you have money. And so the only place you can really get money is from the government. And so you get these big companies that get the money from the government that, so that the big financial institutions get the money from the government uh, so that they can then just uh, raid all the assets and, and take complete ownership of everything. And so you don't think the American... And then, and then Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer call it a bailout and Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren say looks good to me. So we've been betrayed by our entire political class, including our pretend heroes of Elizabeth Warren and Bernie Sanders. Unequivocally. Wow. Staggeringly so. So you're going to see a lot of reports about how Bernie got this uh, uh, 
language into the bill to to protect workers. That's a, that's going to be the narrative, right? I mean, there's all sorts of little cutesy narratives on the edges. Okay, but the fact is that somebody should have stopped this bill. And why did the fact this? Is it, and, and the, the reason, fact, I mean, the opportunity. Do you understand the political? It's stunning to me because the political value of somebody standing up and saying this bill is garbage. Sure, you have to support the banks. You can't have a financial crisis. But at the same time, you must have intense strings attached to any money that comes out, one. And two, you have to provide universal income and universal health care, at least for the duration of the crisis. That is obvious to any human being, regardless of your political persuasion. The willingness to consciously not see the obvious um, is uh, impressive to me, actually. I, it, it's sort of I, I, I've sort of been learning about the degree of um, human mental illness and its ability to only see what it wants to see, and uh, this is a staggering example. I don't even know. I really, I don't even, I don't even want to do the rest of the show. <laughs> oh man, it's going to be great, Jimmy. I, I try to. I don't mean to be. I, I, I don't want to take you to a dark place. Just because the American government is corrupt doesn't mean that Americans or the world is doomed. Every government in the world is corrupt. It's just that the American government is similarly corrupt or uniquely corrupt in its own way, but it is there is no more merit in the American government than really any other government in the world. Um, and that's a little bit heartbreaking uh, for people who want to believe that it's a different place than that, um, but it's it's not so, but it doesn't necessarily mean that that it it is. So uh... I mean that that was pretty much over. I don't know about you, but when I finished listening to that, I was like, "Oh man!" It's like it, I mean, I guess it confirms a lot of the stuff that I had already thought, anyways. But to have somebody of uh, that caliber, uh, Dylan. Radigan, uh, so this is what his Wikipedia says. So he's an American businessman, author, film producer, former host of MSNBC's The Dylan Radigan Show, and political commentator for the Young Turks. He was a candidate for U.S. House of Representatives in New York's 21st Congressional District. He is a former contributor to the Huffington Post, the former global managing editor for corporate finance at Bloomberg LP. Radican has developed and launched more than six broadcasts and new media properties. They include CNBC's Fast Money and Closing Bell, as well as DylanRadigan.com, which hosts his podcast, Greedy Bastards Antidote. From 2009 to 2012, Radigan hosted the Dylan Radigan Show, the highest rated non-prime time show on msnbc aimed at critiquing what radigan described as an unholy alliance between big business and government his first book greedy bastards was released in 2012 and spent five consecutive weeks on the new york times bestseller list in 2017 he joined the young turks as a political commentator radigan was a candidate for u.s house of representatives of for new york's 21st congressional district running in 20 in the 2018 elections in which he lost to tedra cobb so my point is this guy is obviously 
you know, well-respected, uh, in, in that, the know of that industry or, or, uh, you know, in, in, uh, finances and, uh, economics and stuff like that. And so when I heard this guy, you know, talking and I heard this show, I was like, Oh my God, I got to share this. So, I mean, take it for what it is. I mean, you don't have to, you know, believe me. Um, you know, I'm just, I'm just trying to, uh, uh, put stuff out there that, uh, you know, if, if, if it interests me and it, it gets my attention, then maybe it will get other people's attention as well, uh, that hear this stuff. So, and this was actually from the Jimmy Dore show, uh, podcast, and I'll put some links, uh, to this show in the show notes. Oh yeah, I almost forgot one more thing. Uh, let me know what you think of what you just heard. Uh, email me, Sean, or, uh, nowhere to go but up now at gmail.com. Uh, shoot me an email. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at nowhere to go but up now. Uh, I have a link tree there as well, and I'll have a, I'll, in the show notes, I'll have a, um, you know, uh, links to all of those. And, uh, yeah, hit me up and, and tell me what you think of what you heard. And, uh, I'm interested to, uh, to know. Mm-hmm.